0: Welcome to Tech Bytes, a 15-minute podcast at the intersection of technology and business. Today's sponsor is secure remote access company NetMotion, and we're going to talk about how to achieve secure remote access without compromising user experience. Our guest is Chris Edgman. He is systems engineer at NetMotion. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Uh, To get us started, can you give us a very brief explanation of NetMotion and what the company does?
1: Yeah, sure. NetMotion, we're a software company, uh, and we offer a security platform that does three things. Uh, First, we offer a SDP solution. Uh, Second, we have a VPN client. And third, we are a digital experience monitoring solution.
0: So Chris, our topic for today is uh, security without compromising user experience. And unfortunately, as an end user, I know personally, sometimes security is a hassle. There are layers of access control, complex passwords. I might be restricted from a resource I need. So how is NetMotion threading that needle of security while still providing a good user experience?
1: So here in that motion, we have our digital experience monitoring solution, which is really about uh, providing a productive but yet secure connected environment for the remote workers.
2: You said a couple of things in there. You said digital experience monitoring and connectivity. So that suggests that now you're sort of leading with the monitoring side, but I wonder if the connectivity solution is just as important. Do you want to expand on that?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. So the uh, I would say the success of any remote access, uh, solution is basically judged by its ability to deliver uh, the service and resources required by the business to the end users in the field. Uh, and right. that's what we specialize in while keeping them secure and then under the control of the business and the organization.
2: So what you're saying there is your, your remote access solution, you give the ability to connect users at the edge of the network to the resources wherever they might be. Talked about that before in other shows. But what you're also emphasizing i think here is the fact that you're also monitoring the performance of those services so if you've got a user in the network somewhere and they say oh performance is really really bad you've got this monitoring you call it a digital experience monitoring which allows me to say oh yes that user has a problem is that the sort of idea
1: exactly so uh, if you compare it to uh, typical it infrastructure there's typically a disconnect between your network engineers, let's say, and the end users using the applications, especially when it comes to road access. Uh, and, and the reason for that is because the, the landscape and the game has changed, right? It's a different uh, environment. The KPIs are a little different. And, uh, you know, the stability, performance, continuity offered by, you know, infrastructure-based networks are not the same and not available for remote users.
2: So you're a going to connect users to the core of the network B, you're going to monitor the application part where does the security part come in
1: so the security part comes through our sdp solution Uh, so we have uh, the ability through our platform to implement uh, zero trust network access Um, and we have full control over those devices in the field uh, over all the applications what they're accessing over which networks uh, and the ability to lock that access down so that we have full control and visibility into what whatever users are uh, doing on the network and what they're accessing. And we can help protect them, you know, for any security risks out there uh, as well.
0: So SDP, that's a software-defined perimeter?
1: That's right, software-defined perimeter.
0: And when you say full control of an end-user device, that means if, you know if they're at home and they wanna scurry off to a site that's not necessarily work approved uh, while they're at home, you can block that during business hours?
1: Absolutely, so we have a a policy engine that is uh, unlike a typical firewall ACL in that it it offers a contextual based approach to implementing the different rule sets, right? So we can can detect where users connecting from, uh, the time of day, uh, the type of network, um, and then implement rules based on for that particular user on, based on those uh, parameters. And so, if we and if we see a user accessing a site that would be risky, we can use our reputation service to block access uh, to that site uh, and keep that user and his device protected.
0: And does this require backhauling all the traffic to you know my headquarters, or can I do that right on the device?
1: No, you can do that right on the device. We don't require any tunneling of traffic. Uh, back into the data center, into the customer's data center. So, uh, But you still have full visibility, even though the traffic's not going on-premise. You still have full visibility into that traffic and the ability to uh, see and control that.
2: So how do you do that, right? Because if you've got devices at the edge of the network, you're not sending them off to the cloud to funnel it through some sort of inspection engine. Do you rely on an agent then in the endpoints?
1: Exactly. Every client uh, has our agent installed on the endpoint. Uh, which we provide authentication and and we're going to secure and encrypt any traffic from between that client uh, and the server. But that client gives us full control over all the networking uh, on that particular device.
0: Uh, something else I know about NetMotion and I don't see it with often with other remote access products is this notion of application session persistence. Can you drill into that a little bit more? What is application session persistence and how are you getting it?
1: So application session persistence is uh, One of the features in our platform and it's the ability to maintain application connections uh, even when the network isn't there Um, or if the users are relying on multiple networks for access, uh, you know, for redundancy options, we can uh, support that application when it loses connectivity, when it switches networks, for instance, between Wi-Fi to cellular. And it also helps boost efficiency through uh, things like our datagram coalescence and Uh, compression, uh, MTU detection, other things like that. We're able to maximize that end user experience and keep those applications and sessions alive regardless of any challenges that might affect them with connectivity.
2: Now, that is a very, very cool feature because I could imagine if I'm a user at work uh, and I work at home because we're working from home now um, and I'm connected to an application in the core of your network and it's some sort of legacy application that usually keep alive or tries to sustain itself. And if you stop being connected, it just blo- it drops the user session. You've got tools that can actually sustain that and keep that going. Even if, you know, as you say, if my home Wi-Fi went down and I had to run down the road to a local coffee shop or something, then I could it would still work. The application persistence would come up again.
1: That's correct. That's exactly how it works. So we're going to keep those uh, user sessions open and active despite uh Losing the network, uh, which will help minimize the number of logins per user per day. Uh, Also, you know, uh, help with our support staff and dealing with, you know, authentication-related help desk tickets uh, and other type connectivity issues. So, um, you know, we've run surveys in the past uh, and found that uh, mobile workers, you know, report that password issues and having to (laughs) reauthenticate is probably the fifth most uh, frustrating (laughs) issue they deal with in the field.
0: Right. So you're saying if I'm mm. working at home, my cable modem goes out, and I switch over to you know my cellular provider, I'm, I may not have to relog into an application that I was just working on.
1: Exactly. So the client will sense that we have another network available. In case, in this case, your cellular network, and when we lose that Wi-Fi connection. Uh, it will just roam seamlessly over and move that application connection over to Uh, the cellular without any sort of interruption.
2: I'm thinking of a certain uh, corporate expenses application, which is notoriously painful to deal with. (laughs) 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 That I might have had to deal with in a corporate previous life. And I think I might have actually resigned from that company just because of the expenses app, which was pretty horrible.
1: (laughs) Yes, it can be very frustrating. Um, You know, in that same survey, you know, respondents identified several issues that affect connectivity and, and add to that frustration, you know, captive portals, uh, slow yeah. networks, um, you know, devices that show false connectivity. All those things uh, decrease that user, end user's experience and, and take away from their productivity. Uh, and also we see a rise in help desk tickets as a, as a result of that.
2: And also like the fact that your agent because you've got policies on the agent it actually makes the device secure so even though you might be running the device on the home network, it's actually secured from the home network because the agent prevents controls traffic going out but also controls traffic coming in right
1: exactly bidirectional traffic we we have full control of traffic leaving and entering the device and and over you know uh, and we can detect security issues uh With the person's home network, for instance, if they had an open Wi-Fi network that is insecure, you know, we can have the client detect that. uh, And as a result, tunnel all traffic and make sure it's uh, encrypted and secured and uh, keeping that traffic safe. Mm.
0: So uh, with folks working from home, that kind of uh, complicates already complicated security challenges. What kind of uh, security capabilities do I have with NetMotion to make sure that home, home user is secure?
1: So we have our uh, policy engine, of course, which is going to let us manage all the traffic so we can pick what applications we need to tunnel, what applications we need to send outside the tunnel, anything we need to block. This ties in with our reputation service where we can check the risk level and category of a particular uh, endpoint that they're accessing. Uh, And so if they're accessing a a, a proxy anonymizer or some site like that, we can go and block that traffic Mm -hmm. uh, so we can keep them Uh, from going to places that they shouldn't. Um, You know, the the big thing with remote access is it's dynamic. It can change between different points in time. We're also relying on a lot of networks that we don't control, but we still want to keep them secure. Uh, And also, you know, network connectivity is not always going to be there, uh, unlike a traditional wired network infrastructure. And so uh, just like we mentioned earlier, we allow them to move that connection across different networks uh, seamlessly uh, and that way, we improve their uptime, keep those applications connected, keep that traffic secure, and then we're able to adapt that based on uh, changing conditions in the network.
0: That's something you mentioned, I want to drill down into. If I've got you know legacy or heritage, as Greg calls them, applications in the data center, but I'm also using SaaS apps. Uh, I, I don't. I can tunnel back to the data center, but I can also use TLS to go to the SaaS app and still get a secure connection without having that extra hop through the data center.
1: So yeah, you, you can pick and choose what traffic needs to be sent to your data center, which needs to be sent directly out to the internet. Um, and and then those rules can also change based on that user's connectivity.
0: Okay, great. So I get that flexibility if for some reason something changes.
1: That's right. So the client detects those network changes. We have granular control over all that client traffic. Uh, you know, We can pick uh, and choose what we want to tunnel or split tunnel, uh, any combination of the application uh, the IP address, the ports, the host name, the domain, uh, the reputation of the site. Uh, And so we can use any one of those in combination to uh, key on the traffic and figure out what needs to be split tunnel, what needs to be sent back through the tunnel into our data center.
0: Chris, one more question before we wrap up. Uh, What about multi-factor authentication? Can you guys support that, work with that?
1: Yes, absolutely. So, uh, you know, multi-factor poses some, some challenges to the remote workers in the field. Uh, especially when your device is losing connectivity and the user's forced to, uh, you know, pull out a token uh, or or use a phone app or any of those type factors. Um, we can minimize that to a once a day activity for that user, despite losing the network, despite switching networks, or, you know, if they were to put the device to sleep or in hibernate mode, uh, we can still maintain that session, maintain those application sessions uh, so that they can stay productive without having to go through that whole login process over and over.
0: Uh, so that's nice, taking away that one extra irritation of having to reauthenticate mm. for whatever reason. Uh, I could see that.
2: Yeah, being. Refreshing. <laughs> I assume that that's configurable. If you wanted them to log in every two hours or four hours, you could do that as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So mm. we we can force reauthentication. You know, if someone were to leave a laptop uh, wide mm. open at a coffee shop or something. Um, and another user were to come in and take control of that device, uh, you know, we can have set reauthentication intervals so that we can make sure it's our user on the other end uh, mm-hmm. and not a bad actor.
0: Okay. Fantastic. Well, Chris, thanks for joining us. And for listeners, if you want to find out more about the NetMotion platform and how to improve your remote access experience, you can go to netmo.io slash techbyte. That's netmo.io slash techbyte. We'll also have that link in the show notes. thanks, Chris, for being a guest. And thanks to NetMotion for sponsoring the Packet Pushers. Sponsors let us produce high-quality technical content that we can then share with listeners for free. Speaking of which, you can find this and many more fine free technical podcasts along with our community blog at packetpushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter. That's at Packet Pushers. Find us on LinkedIn, like us on Facebook, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much remote networking would never be enough.